Well, good afternoon, uh, everybody, um, and thank you all for covering uh, this today. I believe that Wisconsin needs appropriate laws to keep guns out of the hands of people who simply should not have them uh, in the first place. And I've talked about gun transactions as well as gun thefts, uh, avenues in which uh, people obtain guns. Uh, those who should not have guns are using them uh, in Milwaukee to shoot people, to hurt uh, folks in neighborhoods across the city. And of course, I want that to stop as mayor. Everybody behind me wants that uh, to stop as well. Uh, people with demonstrated, with violent histories, uh, people who uh, in court have been convicted, uh, must not have easy access to firearms. They just simply should not have easy access to firearms in Milwaukee or in any community across the state of Wisconsin. Uh, so that brings us to today's subject, and that's keeping guns out of the hands of folks who are domestic abusers. Attorney General Josh Call, who you'll hear from in just a moment, as well as State Representative uh, Lisa Subek, uh, have been leaders in the work to change Wisconsin law to protect domestic violence victims. Uh, Alderwoman Marina Dmitrievich, who you hear from as well, and her colleagues on the Milwaukee Common Council uh, have joined the effort as well. Uh, and while mentioning members of the Common Council, uh, again, uh, Alderwoman Dmitrievich is here. We're also joined by uh, First District Alderwoman uh, Andrea Pratt. We're joined by Fifth District Alderman Lamont Westmoreland. We're joined as well by uh, Alderwoman Jocasta Zamaripa from the 8th District uh, and Alderman Mark Chambers from the 2nd District uh, as well. So thank you, Alders, uh, for being here. Am I missing anybody? Oh, and we're, she's right behind me. We're joined by Alderwoman Larissa Teller from uh, the 9th District as well. Thank you all uh, for joining us uh, today as well. So the resolution that I'm going to sign today directs the city's uh, representatives in Madison to work with elected leaders to change state law. So uh, I'm uh, asking that the folks who are domestic abusers don't get access to guns, that they're barred from possessing firearms, not just in the city of Milwaukee, but in the state of Wisconsin. Now, you may be asking, doesn't federal law already prevent domestic abusers from having a gun? And the answer to that is yes. The answer to that is yes, uh, federally. Uh, but in Wisconsin, uh, that does not conform uh, to federal laws. Our state laws do not conform to federal laws uh, in Wisconsin. So federal law says guns and ammunition cannot be possessed by someone convicted uh, of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence. Uh, but Wisconsin does not have such a crime. Uh, that needs to change, and with this resolution, the city of Milwaukee is formally joining uh, the effort to solve this problem. This is not just an exercise in legislation. It's not just an exercise in civics. Uh, we must never lose sight of the human toll of domestic violence. No matter on what community we live in in the state of Wisconsin, we must not lose sight of that. We must offer protection and support for those who are vulnerable, and we must remember the lives of those who have been lost uh, ended, and that ended violently because of domestic violence uh, in our community. And we must do what we can to stop gun violence, particularly uh, in high-risk situations. So in a moment, uh, I'm going to ask uh, the Attorney General uh, to uh, join us at the mic. I'm going to ask uh, Representative uh, Subek to do the same, along with Alderman Dmitrievich and Carmen Petrie from uh, the Sojourner Family Peace Center. Uh, but first, uh, I'll add my signature to the file. Okay. Thank you. And then at this time, I'm going to ask Attorney General Josh Call to join us uh, at the podium. Attorney General? Yeah. 
thank you, um, Mr. Mayor. Thank you to the members of the council. And thank you to everybody who is joining us here today to address this important topic. Um, first, I want to say that um, it has been a privilege to uh, work with the mayor on public safety issues. He has been a steadfast partner uh, as we have worked to make uh, both the city of Milwaukee and the state of Wisconsin safer for all of our residents. Um, about two years ago, actually, uh, he joined me as we announced uh, my Safer Wisconsin plan, a comprehensive plan that proposed a number of changes to law that would help make our communities safer. Uh, there have been some important investments in public safety that have been made since we rolled that out, but there are a lot of critical uh, investments that we still need to make. Um, one of the things we talked about in rolling out Safer Wisconsin was the need for some common sense gun safety legislation with a basic principle at its core, which is that when people have been proven to be dangerous, we should be able to take action to keep firearms out of their hands to keep our communities safe. Uh, unfortunately, since we announced that plan about two years ago, the law in Wisconsin has changed for the worse, and that is what we are here to talk about today. In 2022, uh, a state Supreme Court decision called actually Dubeck versus Call uh, was a case in which the state Supreme Court ruled that because of the way Wisconsin's domestic violence statute, uh, and sorry, disorderly conduct statute is constructed, uh, that people convicted under that statute uh, don't uh, qualify under the federal prohibition uh, for misdemeanor crimes of domestic violence, even if the crime itself involved domestic violence. They were applying precedent in that decision. Um, but what that has meant is that people who have not only committed domestic violence, but then been convicted of a crime, specifically the crime of disorderly conduct, because of that crime, are now able lawfully to possess firearms in the state of Wisconsin. Now, at the Department of Justice, we are committed to working to prevent domestic violence. We do that through uh, the investigation and prosecution of serious cases. Uh, tragically, sometimes cases that begin as domestic violence cases end up uh, in homicide or other uh, very serious harm to victims. Um, we also do that through our Safe at Home program that provides uh, address confidentiality to victims of, of crime, including domestic violence. Uh, and we work to provide support to critical victim service programs uh, like some of those that are, are represented here. Um, through that work, we work to make Wisconsin safer. And one thing we know and that the data shows is that when you combine domestic violence with access to a firearm by the abuser, it makes the situation much, much more dangerous. And there is a disturbingly high rate of domestic violence homicide both in the country uh, and here in Wisconsin. And the overwhelming majority of those homicides are committed with a firearm. So the bill that we have uh, announced would make a simple change to Wisconsin law. It would make clear when a domestic violence, uh, I'm sorry, disorderly conduct conviction results from domestic violence. And it would also make clear what the relationship was between the perpetrator uh, and the victim. By doing that, it will be clear from statute when somebody is convicted when disorderly conduct resulted from domestic violence and the people who commit that crime will be prohibited from owning a gun pursuant to federal law. This is something the public overwhelmingly supports. This is something we need to do to make our communities safer. Uh, and it's a privilege to be here with so many people who are advocating for this common sense change uh, to make for a safer Wisconsin. Uh, so with that, I have the privilege of introducing Alderwoman Dimitrievich. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and thank you to Mayor Johnson, the State Representative, the Attorney General, my colleagues on the Common Council. Um, what we did on the Common Council just a week ago was 
not just uni unanimously adopt this legislation, we unanimously co-sponsored it. Uh, that doesn't happen all the time, and it goes to show the really strong support we have for protecting people, victims, and lives in the city of Milwaukee. Um, simply put, even though this is a complex, traumatic situation that many people have to endure in the city, in the state, in the United States, um, this will save lives. We believe that this type of legislation, and which is why we wanted to put our stamp of approval on it and support, will save people's lives in the city of Milwaukee and the state of Wisconsin. And that's at the core of the work that we do, is trying to create the most peaceful city for all, where one does not have to worry about their home situation, uh, a trauma that they've been through, and that you can know that we're doing everything we can with all resources to be comprehensive um, to help you be in a safe environment. So um, that's the message that we want to send. I think you're going to see more of this coming out of the Common Council and Mayor's Office is when there's good and great legislation coming out of Madison. We are going to scream loudly and together and from City Hall right here that we support it. Uh, we have a great governor and many friends in the legislature that um, are thinking about the citizens in the city of Milwaukee. And when you do that and the state of Wisconsin, we want to join uh, hands and arms with you, especially when it comes to matters of public safety. And that's what we're doing today, and we're really happy to do it. So I was happy to author it uh, and even more content to have it unanimously sponsored by all of my colleagues on the Common Council. So um, we do believe that this will create peace, it will save lives. And really, I hope for anybody listening, especially anybody going through uh, a situation where you may be wondering um, what's, what are things going to be like when you come home, um, that you might be living in fear, there is help. You can uh, find support, and this is one huge step uh, to hopefully bring, bring peace to lives that have, have felt uh, um, some challenges. So we're happy to do it in the city of Milwaukee, and again, I think we're going to be doing more of this when we see positive bills like this come out of Madison. Thank you. And with that, I'll, I'll introduce, thank you, State Representative Lisa Subic, the author in the State Assembly. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, and um, thank you to Alderwoman Dimitrovich and to the mayor and to the full city council um, for joining us in this effort and getting behind this bill. Um, I have been surprised by the number of phone calls and emails that we have gotten from folks after writing about this in our newsletter in my office who said, you mean that domestic abusers have access to guns? People don't even know that this is an issue. And I have to say that people are shocked when they hear that it is. The response is overwhelmingly that people are surprised to learn that somebody who has been convicted of domestic abuse, whether a misdemeanor, a felony, or otherwise, has access to guns. They're surprised to learn that we have a loophole in our state law that means that individuals who are convicted of misdemeanor disorderly conduct in a domestic violence incident still have access to that weapon. But it goes beyond people being surprised by this. This is a bill that is about saving lives. It's about keeping our communities and our families safer. The reality is for somebody who is being victimized by a domestic abuser, they are five times more likely to be killed by their abuser if there's a gun in that household. Five times more likely. There are preventable deaths happening in the city of Milwaukee, in the city of Madison where I live, and in this state every week, every month, every year that are fully preventable if we just got those guns out of the hands of individuals who we know are dangerous, who we know 
are victimizing somebody with whom they're in a relationship, somebody who they live with. And we can prevent those deaths. And that's why we've introduced this bill. And I really appreciate Attorney General Call's leadership on this. Um, he has worked hand in hand with Senator Royce, um, the, the bill author in the state Senate, and myself, as we have worked to get this done. In the Capitol, we have been talking about keeping guns out of the hands of domestic abusers for years but nothing is getting done. And it is so critical that folks here in Milwaukee and folks across our state add their voices to this fight because it is incumbent on each and every one of us to prevent deaths of individuals at the hands of their abusers. We can keep families in our community safer, and this bill is one small common sense step to doing it. If we close this loophole, it means that lives will be saved. With that, I'd like to turn it over to Carmen Petre. Am I pronouncing that correctly? From, Sojour from Sojourner. Thank you so much. So um, I'm just one of the representatives here from other agencies in the city uh, working to prevent gun violence. Dana World Patterson from Foundations for Freedom. WAVE is here. Moms Demand Action. So Sojourner's one organization. It's really important for us. I want to commend our legislators and our our leaders for this uh, resolution and for working so diligent on this issue. Guns in the hands of abusers increases lethality. Any way you look at it, a gun in the home or in the hand of someone who's been proven to hurt someone where a court of law found and convicted them makes everything dangerous, not only for that survivor, for, but for all of us. We know that violence spills out into our theaters, our places of worship, our workplaces. So for me, this is a common piece of, uh, common sense piece of legislation. The other thing I was thinking as I was standing here, you know, you've heard some of the statistics. 80% of the homicides that happened last year were committed with a, a firearm. That is not new news for those of us who are advocates working in the field. When you have a gun in the hand of someone who wants to hurt you, the situation is much more dangerous. It's not only that there are homicides being committed, survivors often report being terrorized by the abuser with the gun. It isn't only that the homicide's committed. Maybe the gun is taken out and threatened, held up to your head, uh, or the, the heads, you know, your children are threatened. So um, this is really important for us to join with survivors in creating the safety they need. It is not new news that we're facing a homicide epidemic, epidemic in the fall of 2019. We started to notice homicides uh, go up. Go up. COVID has not made anything better. We hit an all-time high in 2020. We had 52 homicides, domestic violence related here in uh, Milwaukee County. I think we hit 42 in 21 and 40-something in 22. We do not have to be living in this state of emergency. Domestic violence homicides are predictable and they're preventable. So if we get the hands, uh, uh, guns out of the hands of people we know want to hurt others, that's one step and one way we can say to survivors, you're not alone, it's not your fault, and we're here to help. So thank you uh, to all of you for pushing this through. I hope we can get it over the finish line and, and uh, conform with our, our federal legislation. Thank you so much. Great, uh, thank you so much, uh, appreciate that. Uh, Dana, did you have a comment that you wanted to? Did you, did you? Okay, sure. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
the opportunity to raise awareness about the plight of homicides in our community, this, this is exceptional. And so we're looking forward to this going over the finish line. And as Carmen said, it matters to every victim that has experienced um, human trafficking, domestic violence, that's living with the threat of not being able to return home. So yes, we have the issue around gun um, holding guns within homes, but also the opportunity for victims to experience freedom is very important. We can't ignore it. We have to deal with it. So I'm looking forward to this being pushed across the line. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Well, thank you. There, there, there was a, a term that Carmen used here uh, about this legislation. I think that the Attorney General alluded to it as well. This is common sense. Mm -hmm. This, this, this is common sense. People who are domestic abusers, people who are known to be violent, they should not have their hands on guns. Because when they have their hands on guns, guess what? They'll elevate those levels of violence and they'll use those guns to hurt people. And not just to hurt people, but to threaten them and sometimes even kill them. We don't want to see that happen in Milwaukee. We don't want to see that happen in Madison. We don't want to see that happen in any community across the entire state of Wisconsin. So it's, it's my hope that by adding our voice to this, uh, it'll give uh, some much uh, needed pressure uh, in the legislature to push this across the finish line so that victims of domestic violence uh, across the entire state of Wisconsin will have more securities and will not be threatened by abusers who happen to have guns. Speaking of uh, common sense uh, approaches, I mentioned this a number of times before as well, and I alluded to, to it in my remarks earlier, we have another issue in Milwaukee specifically where individuals are stealing guns from cars, right? The folks know that, uh, we know that folks are coming into the city, they're bringing guns, they're not securing those guns. Folks are stealing guns out of those cars and then they're using those guns to negatively impact, to sometimes to shoot and to kill people in neighborhoods across the city. It makes sense, you know, I believe, for there to be legislation to increase penalties for individuals who are not properly securing their guns. Uh, then also uh, increasing penalties on individuals who are committing the crime of breaking into a vehicle and stealing those guns to use them for violent purposes in neighborhoods uh, across Milwaukee. If we do these things, I think we'll be in a better position to save lives in the city of Milwaukee and indeed across the, the entire state of Wisconsin.